What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode, I'm not checking right now, 76. There it is. Of the Half Gen Podcast. We're a little late this week, but with good reason. Mm, I fell down the stairs. The Game Awards ran late, Ross fell down the stairs, and we watched the kind of funny game show. Yeah. So, you know. Eventful. Yeah, very eventful. Eventful. Yeah. Um, let's let's get right into it. We just, not quite just, but just finished watching the kind of funny game show, which is kind of filling the void that PSX left behind by not existing this year. Yep. Uh, it's something that Greg Miller uh, was was you know very clear to point out. Like, I want this, and hey, you know what? It was a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah. There's some some interesting stuff. Um, yeah. Watch it. Break it down for us, Ross. What do we got? So we got 69 games, which... <laughs> yeah. Um, so the vast majority were indie games. Um, I'm just going to hit some highlights uh, of those. Uh, let's see. A Quarantine Circular, Mike Bithell's new game, who has made Volume and Subsurface Circular, um, re- revealed quarantine circular i'm not sure if it's a direct sequel but from the gameplay footage they showed um it's the exact same type of gameplay just not in a train car this time um it's available today on switch so if you're interested check it out i know i will be um then there was adam's ascending do you want to talk a little bit about that Uh, so the one you said looked really cool. Oh God! And moving oh, on, um, moving out was a cool looking game. It was a mix. Yes, I remember that. Yep, yep. So it's kind of like oh, oh, that was the live action one. Yes, that's why I couldn't remember. Yes, okay, yeah. It had like a quick little live action trailer, and it was it was fine. Uh, but it led into some gameplay that looked like your classic, like, oh, I'm on a weird planet exploring thing. And then there was this giant skyscraper-sized human skeleton holding a sword. And then what looked like maybe a boss coming out later. And it went from, like, weird live-action trailer to maybe Dark Souls, I think is almost exactly what I said. Yep, yep. So, that looked pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. It's live on Kickstarter right now. Um, What... I liked was uh, moving out, which is kind of like overcooked meets um, like a a moving company simulator where you're like carrying couches through traffic to get to a, a truck or like on a conveyor belt. It's a bunch of wacky locales like an overcooked, um, but instead of cooking, you're moving furniture and trying to get it onto instead a truck. Of- Instead of being overcooked, you're being overworked. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, uh, just a just a quick update. You mentioned uh, Adam's Ascending is on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. $442 out of a $35,000 goal. Oh, good. We can do it. Yep. With 10 backers. We can do it, people. It's almost done. 29 days to go. It just started. Um, but, yeah, moving out. No release date on it, but um, adorable art style, and I'm kind of excited for it. Um, let's see. Moving on. Uh, Danganronpa Trilogy ha! on PS4. Moving on from moving Yep, out. coming out in 2019. So if you didn't play the Danganronpa games, you should. You absolutely should, because those games are fantastic. Um, so that'll be 1, 2, and 3 in that pack. 1, 3, 2 in that order. From best to worst. Yes. Gotcha. 
Um, Nothing wrong with two. Just two felt too samey. Yeah. And three, three really tries hard to like surprise you, mm. and I like it. Nice. It does a good job. Um, there's free DLC for The Messenger coming out in 2019, including three new levels and some boss fights in a tropical environment. The DLC pack is called Picnic Panic, and it made me want to Spe- play The Messenger a little bit, <laughs> which yeah, I've yet to dude. play. Speaking of free DLC, oh, yeah. uh, I don't remember what it was called, Dark. but Human Fall Flat Dark is getting new DLC, uh, or a, a free update, it sounded like, yep. in two days as of this recording, December 10th. Yes. And I'm excited because Human Fall Flat is one of the simplest joys in gaming that we have. <laughs> Everything you do in that game, even if you're playing the game technically proficiently, it's fun. And anything else you do is amazing. Yep. Yep, and they and they confirmed <laughs> that there's there's more to come in 2019 in terms of more new DLC for Human Fall Flat. So I can't wait. That's fun. Um, Guacamelee Two is getting DLC in the form of Greg Miller and his dog Portillo. I mean, yeah. Yep, that's a thing. Um, one of I think one of the standouts, even though from an objective standpoint it looks like a relatively standard kind of bridge builder game when ski lifts go wrong was kind of a funny trailer um, ha! it was kind of funny damn, damn it um you did it to yourself yep so uh you construct these kind of bridges and ramps on ski slopes um for riders to go across and they have to land for you to be successful very similar to that bridge builder game um polybridge i thought it was a different name or, but it might be there's a bunch of yeah. them polybridge is a popular one there's the the portal one yeah no anyway it's coming to switch and steam in 2019 um there were a few games getting physical releases in 2019 including rival mega rival megagun which looks like the closest thing to a shmup that i'd actually play um some cool anime art style and some actual like backstory on characters and stuff that looked cool um, Limited Run Games has taken on Windjammers in 2019 for a physical release. And then Celeste is getting a physical release on New Year's Day 2019. So that's exciting. Celeste, um, multiple award winner, winner at the Game Awards. Yes. Uh, and uh, just for clarification, I'm almost positive you were referring to Polybridge. No, it was on one of the old... Um, one of the old best of giant bomb videos with like Vinny. Oh, it's not. Okay. It, hold on. If it's that old, it's, then it's, yeah. I think maybe it, it was bridge constructor. I think it was bridge constructor. Okay. Um, anyway, um, Mineko's night market. Um, it's already been announced, but they showed a new trailer for it. It's this cool. I don't even know really what kind of game it is, but I just like the art style. It's coming out in 2019 on PC and switch. Um, other highlights, um, let's see, um, Bury Me, My Love Caught My Eye, um, it's coming out January 10th for the Switch, um, it's a game around kind of text messages, and it's based on the experience of Syrian refugees, and it, it looked, it looked pretty cool, it looked like people trying to maintain relationships and contact under extreme circumstances and it seemed very interesting Um, yeah let's see the wild eight um 
it looks to be this kind of kind of winter winter survival type game um that but there were werewolves but everything else seems to be kind of realistic um the art style reminded me a lot of massive chalice's art style kind of that very blocky polygonal um kind of character model type thing but it's coming out uh, on steam uh, march 2019 and for ps4 and xbox in august 2019 yeah it's out right now in early access mm, mm-hmm. um i was trying to just pull up exactly again what kind of game it was it's got uh mostly positive reviews you know it looks fine yeah yeah um, and then there was a bunch of indie puzzle games, which looked fine. Um, the next game that I really took note of was Falcon Age, um, which is a first-person, it looks like, exploration game that has a PSVR mode, but you fist bump your pet falcon. So that seems all right. Uh, that's coming out next year. Um, there was a very poor trailer from Housemark on Storm Divers. There are battle royale game that you can sign up for the beta for now very underwhelming looked incredibly generic did not show as you said chris the actual parts of the game that make it unique i wish i could talk about the things i know about that game but i cannot for reasons Mm -hmm. yeah but it looks there's definitely more to that game than they are showing and it's a shame that they're not showing it because it's the only thing that makes it even remotely redeemable. I like Housemark. This was a mistake. Yeah. Um, there was a game I want to hop back to real fast because I remember I typed something that I really liked, and it was this game called Double Cross where it was described in the trailer as Mega Man meets Phoenix Wright. That's all I remember about it, but um, it's coming out to Switch and PC 2019. And then kind of to end the show... Um, uh, Project Judge from uh, the Yakuza team reve- had a final title reveal of Judgment. Um, it's coming out in summer 19- 2019, and it's going to have an English dub for the first time for a Yakuza game since the original Yakuza, I believe, in 2005, which had Mark Hamill in it. Um, so if you have a hard time playing games that aren't in English or, or with English uh, voice acting, this might be a good place to jump on. Um, and then finally, the feel-good announcement of the conference. Um, episode 3 of Walking Dead, the final season, will be released January 15th, 2019, with over 40 of the Telltale employees from the project um, working on it out of the old Telltale office still, um, and with another development studio to kind of make sure that clementine gets her conclusion so um so yeah yeah and they had a really good trailer for that like i haven't really played the walking dead since like i think the first two episodes of season two yeah but like they had that really good uh the the voiceover from um his, dave, his dave name escaping me right now no uh his character why can't i think oh lee right lee now? everett lee well thank dave Vinoy, the actor yes yeah no yeah. but I, I i was spacing on lee's name yeah no worries um but yeah, they had the really good voiceover and they had kind of like the montage clips of like Clem through the years and it was it was good. Mm. And like I'm glad that game is It'll being be satisfying. Finished. Yeah, it'll be satisfying to see it concluded. 
Yeah. So it deserves it deserves it. It does. Um so yeah, that was the kind of funny game showcase. Um a lot there was a lot more games than we mentioned here and a lot of them look really cool. Um but it was uh, the conference was about an hour and 15 maybe and it was just non-stop trailers. Uh so a lot of them kind of running together in my head at this point, but um, I'm sure if you go to kindoffunny.com uh, or whatever their website is, you can see a full list of uh, announcements and trailers as well. And it's also, the entire conference is available now on YouTube to rewatch on the Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel. So yeah, so uh, it's a good. it was a good indie showcase with a couple of AAA things kind of sprinkled in yeah. there. It was, it was quality entertainment. Yeah, yeah, so... So yeah, I think congratulations to Kind of Funny for pulling that off and getting so many development studios to come on and kind of show love at the end of the year. Yeah, no, and especially to do it, like like he said, Greg uh, Miller said, kind of at the top of the hour for that, um, you know, it, it's a solid four days, you know, like looking at that weekend, you have the Game Awards on Thursday, everybody has Friday to kind of be like, did you see the Game Awards? Then boom, it was usually PSX. Now it's the kind of funny games, uh, showcase game show. Uh, yes. And it's good. Like, it's a good, like you get to highlight those big, incredible releases kind of on Thursday. And then you have this other opportunity to highlight, you know, the indie type games, the games that don't always end up on those big stages, but a lot of them probably could probably should. Yeah. I mean, look at Celeste. It was taking home awards all night. Yeah, you know, it was uh, kind of finish game showcase was a very good palate cleanser. Yeah, it, it was a quality event, and uh, you know, more importantly, the game awards were a thing. <laughs> yeah, so are we gonna dive straight into those next? Yeah, so uh, we're not gonna necessarily dive into the award winners, right? Uh, we'll have our own game of the year for that. Hey, um, I will say though, uh, the uh, for what it's worth, God of War was voted game of the year. Uh, After losing every other category to Red Dead, <laughs> yeah, except best uh, direction, right? yeah, Cor- yeah, because best Barlow. narrative, come on, yeah, but yes, it, it won best direction. I think it won best action or or best action adventure. I believe and then so. It won yeah. game of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was. Um, yep, and Sp- Spider Man didn't win anything. I'm pretty sure. So rough year for you to come out. Which Spider-Man. was a little surprising, but yeah. you know, it's it's. I mean, Red Dead and God of War. The two is biggest tough. games of the year are Red Dead and God of War. Yeah, like realistically. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. As much as I love Spider Man, so, I recognize yeah. that. <laughs> we got oh, some boy. good stuff. Just this is just in the pre-show. Uh, we got Wild Hearts, which is some. It looks like dance, kind of act like a. It was a weird looking game, man. <laughs> it was a weird looking game. It looks cool. I think that was from Sim Simigo, uh, published by Annapurna. You hear their name a lot. Um, Journey to the Savage Planet, which is by Typhoon Studios and Five Hundred Five Games. It's is this game that we watched the trailer. It was kind of just this uh, CG trailer, and the whole time I'm sitting there, is it a survival game or a BR? And they came out, it is not a survival game or a BR. Uh, it is apparently just an adventure game, a single player adventure game. If I remember correctly, uh, you could sign up on, I think it was like savageplanet.com and sign up for their newsletter and get like beta invites and things like that. 
Uh, so that's the thing. It's a new studio that 505 Games helped develop to make this game. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the Stanley Parable. Oh. The delightful, huh. delightful little adventure game. Uh, if you, I guess it'd be an adventure game. Uh, yeah, I guess. What year are we in, From Chris? From 2013. That <laughs> oh. was 2013. Ooh. We're in 2018. Ooh. We are five years later. And the Stanley Parable is about to go ultra deluxe. <laughs> it's the most Stanley Parable thing that could happen. They had the narrator. Stanley was trying to run. He couldn't. They're going to release new content, new endings, and they're bringing the game to consoles for the first time ever. That's so dumb and great. The Stanley Parable is without a doubt one of the funniest things of any medium i have ever seen period in my life yeah it is a joy oh it is simple to play it is addictive it is just you will you will go in and you'll get a couple of endings and you'll be like oh well you know what if i do this path and it's one of those games where like you know there stanley opened the door on the right well stanley decided to open the door on the left defying the narrator you know things like that and it's just you can go down this rabbit hole and it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited to play it again. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. Uh, that's coming out next year. I, I hope early. Um, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be exciting. I'm, I was really hyped when they announced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if this was just at the start of the show or just before the show started. There was also Among Trees from. I, I assume it's Fjord, uh, FJRD Interactive. Fjord. Uh, Fjord. Uh, uh, I think that was. Game. I think that was the very first thing in the show. Okay, it was a foresty game. Yeah, it looked fine. Yeah, um, and then. What came next, though? <laughs> and then we had something of a bombshell. There was a Marvel game on the stage. You know, Marvel flashes across the screen. Everyone gets excited. And I was like, oh, is this a mobile port for Switch or something? It was not. <laughs> what was I jokingly, it, Chris? I jokingly at one point during the trailer said, ha ha, it's Ultimate Alliance. It was <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Developed by Team Ninja, coming exclusively to Nintendo Switch. It is published by Nintendo, apparently. Uh, Exclusively to Switch in 2019. Yes, the full title is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, who you briefly see in Infinity War, who get murked way faster than they should. Yeah, but it needed to happen. It did, it did. But man, that's Um, awesome. That um, is that is incredible. There's a new and, there's a new camera in the game that's like behind the back, more like a third person action game that I think you can probably switch to from the isometric angle. Um, there's Guardians of the Galaxy in there. There's X Men. There's Avengers. Everyone is I here. I imagine Deadpool will have to be there at some point. Oh yeah, Nolan North. And dude, you know what though? Now that I know, because I didn't know Nintendo was publishing it. Yeah. Hundred percent. One of those characters has to be in Smash. Yeah, I could see that. It's got to happen. Which one? That's, that's Iron Man. No. Iron Man is the logical choice. But uh, I don't know. Second, Captain America. I don't know. They're feel, the two most popular. They're the two most popular, but I feel like 
the Guardians are way more Nintendo style. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Unless you just... I don't know. But I hope one of the... Well, as we'll talk about a little later on, anything's on the table for Smash. Yeah. Nah, man. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, there's a McLaren 570S crossover in Rocket League, which is available right now. Take so that, you Mercedes. Can drive, you can drive a McLaren. Yeah, take that, Mario Kart. They got McLaren <laughs> uh, in Rocket League. It looked sharp. Yep. It looked real good. Yeah. And then we heard about this beforehand. They teased it beforehand. Far Cry 5 is getting a direct sequel in February. Very soon. It is. Oh, I think less than a year after it came out. However, this one's ambitious. Mm. It follows up. There's a little bit of spoilerage here. One of the particular endings of Far Cry 5 uh, leads to the cultist, uh, Joseph Seed, uh, apparently getting access to United States nuclear codes and nuking the, the country. Yeah, I mean, the developer and... spoiled that immediately. <laughs> yeah, so that's where this game is taking place. The post-apocalyptic Montana. It's the fallout you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we have more to talk about Fallout later. Um, yeah, Far Cry New Dawn is a f- sequel to Far Cry 5. It takes place, af- I would assume, X amount of years after. It looked like Joseph Seed might have still been there somewhere. It definitely looks like his cult, his like religious following, is still influencing the post-apocalyptic world. Like, there's a lot of stuff. The father was right, things like that. So his influence transcends devastation. Yeah, and at the end of the trailer, you see, is that Joseph at the end? That was him. Yeah, it's it's him saying, basically, I was, uh, wrong. I was wrong. I thought we were making the world better, but I was wrong. Dun, so dun. that'll be interesting. Interesting turn. man so, so devout who watched his whole family die for his beliefs uh, take a turn like that. Far Cry 5 is a good game. Good, <laughs> period. Good game. The glowing praise. <laughs> Um, you know, 8.8, too much water. No. Uh, <laughs> 7.8, thank you very much. Oh, 7.8, there you go, too much water. Um, yeah, so it, it's a fine game. It had its issues, uh, such as the dog. There, there was a big deal made out of this. The dog could not ride in the car, mm. Ross, in Far Cry 5. Your That's dog ran behind the car. That's why it's important that the dog was in the car in the trailer. <laughs> okay. It was a great, it was that was, the, that the was, that was the relevant. That was relevant. The dog is in the car now. We can all rest easy. I'm very excited to play that game. Oh, yeah, it, it like it. It made me. It it made me interested. Which I, I did wasn't. not think Far Cry going post-apocalyptic would be the thing. Like Far Cry coming to America was the thing where I was like, okay, I'll try this game because it's like it's different. Yeah. It's not some random made-up country or something, you know, for a story. It's Montana, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I, I enjoyed my time with that game thoroughly. And I thought I was good. And if you had told me they're going to make a post-apocalyptic Far Cry game that I'd be interested in, I'd be like, I don't know. I played Far Cry 5. <laughs> yeah. And, and damn it, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, it's in Montana, not a destroyed city like every other post-apocalyptic game. Right, right. Just the wide-open country. Country, bro. No. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ross, why don't you talk to me about uh, what came next for the big announcements? Hmm. You know, why don't oh, you... Oh, you don't you, have my list in front of me. Why I'm don't sorry. you lead I, me into it a little bit? I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, a little... I forgot you don't have this list in front of you. My apologies. No problem. Uh, how about a little dandy from uh, one Supergiant Games? Hmm, yes. So, Supergiant announced um, their next project called Hades. Um, it is... Um, in, terms of perspective very similar to bastion transistor it's an isometric action game um where you play a character was it the son of zeus or was it the son of hades (laughs) i think he's the son of hades i think he is hades or he is hades um i don't know yet but that's the perspective of the game um what's different about it is as you know supergiant changes the type of game they make every time um, this time they're making a roguelite, um, and it is in early access on Epic Games. Uh, so I'm I'm very torn on it as a massive fan of Supergiant, but not a massive fan of roguelites or early access. Um, it's available for twenty dollars. Um, the same beautiful art, same beautiful music. I'm sure the same fantastic world building is all still there. Um, but it's a work in progress that you can try now if you like. Yeah, uh, it definitely it, it definitely has that super giant look to it. And oh yeah, I, I'm interested. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, they said it's going to probably be in development for at least uh, a year and a half from now. So yeah, look forward um, mid 2020. Yeah. So the next game, I don't remember the name. I, I, I don't remember the individual's name. Uh, they used to work on Assassin's Creed. Do you remember the name? Uh, who announced Ancestors? Uh, I think it's Patrice something. Patrice. Yes. Uh, Deze or something. I something, can't remember. Yes. He used to be the so, face of Assassin's Creed. Yes. And he finally showed his new game that I would assume is the one he was working at THQ before THQ folded. Mm-hmm. It's called Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. And it is a historical adventure that begins millions of years ago. Yeah, you play or from thousands. like... thousands. Was it millions or it, just thousands? It was millions. Um, okay, yeah. You, you go from like... Um, it follows the evolutionary tree. Yeah, from like... It looked like uh, apes to um, Lucy, the um, famous the famous animal slash like middle step in evolution. So it was a weird trailer. I don't know how I feel. There was about a it. lot of monkeying around. God, Tony's not even here. Um, <laughs> it, it looks conceptually interesting in practice. I'm not sure exactly it what looked, that game is. Um, it looked questionable. Yeah, but we'll see. It's another one where I'm like, who did they make this game for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I want to meet the people who are asking for that. That's what I want to see. Charles Darwin. Um, the ghost of Charles Darwin. All right. Um, Scavengers from Midwinter Games. Why don't I remember this one? Um, I, I remember the title. Um, I think it was a... Was this just another oh, CG no. cutscene? I think Scavengers was the CG ODST cutscene. Oh, yeah, that was the one from Halo 5. For Josh Holmes. Yeah, that was some Halo people. Yeah. Right, that was like the multiplayer survival 
competitive shooter game in the snow yes in oh he, snow. he created that word oh what was the word oh man. i don't remember but yeah it's basically like uh it's a sca- scavenger survival survival petitive or something no it's something like that i don't remember i'm not interested but cool for people who are yeah he made up a word it was great um dead by daylight very popular game uh, with very questionable connection is getting <laughs> dedicated servers this hey. summer. We were we were co-streaming this, and I remember the fans in my chat in all caps celebrating when they heard dedicated servers. That was exciting. They were very happy. Yeah, from what I hear about that game, that sounds like the main issue with it. So the fact that it's yeah. getting taken care of is great. Yeah, I mean, other than balance, like that's the complaint right there. It's yeah. just like, yo game's hard to play sometimes (laughs) (laughs) they call it peer-to-peer but nobody seems to be on par with their internet you know yeah um then ross Mm. we had heard rumors Mm. there was one crash game left one beloved entry in the series that wasn't included in the collection indeed finally getting the same treatment. Crash Team Racing. And with the best presentation of the dude in the actual Crash suit. They had the guy God, that was the good. PlayStation commercials in the Crash suit. <sighs> so good. We got CTR Remastered. It's coming June 21st. I am excited. It looks fantastic. It was the only... It was the only... It was the only legitimate threat to the crown held by mario kart (laughs) and it's coming back to try again it won't but it looks fun but it's close it's looks as close as we're gonna get well yep yep till it's playstation all-stars kart racing they kind of tried that twice moving on (laughs) (laughs) all right this is probably the most exciting announcement of the show Obsidian released, or yes, released a trailer for their newest game. Uh, Now, Obsidian, we all know, recently purchased by Microsoft. This deal was in place. This was the game, if you guys remember, if you're listening, we mentioned that they had a game that was in development through 2K's Private Division. Uh, They're publishing it. So Private Division is like their, hey, you guys keep the IP, we're going to fund you kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Kind of like what EA does with their partner program. So, Obsidian had this deal. Microsoft said, we're not going to touch that. Obsidian's going to do what they do, and, you know, we're not going to interfere. This is that game. It's called The Outer Worlds. And let me describe this to you the best and only way that matters. Fallout New Vegas in space. Yep. With a little... Fallout New Vegas in space. With what feels like a, a just a hint of Borderlands in there. Yeah, definitely a little hint of Borderlands... Uh, pretty, you know, good amount of humor. It looked like, yep. uh, it, this looks like it's going to be a damn good game. Yeah. That was probably it my, had a, my, my surprise game announcement of the show. Yeah. That game had a good look, a good sense of style. It, like the, the animations looked good. Like the character faces when they were talking, like granted, this is a trailer, but like, it looked like gameplay, you know, mm-hmm. none of well, this looked unachievable. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So like. You know, this might be 
it won't just be the talking head game anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, there was even a point where one of the NPCs was talking to you, the player character, and was like, it's either this way or this way, and it cuts to black. You have to make a choice now. Yeah, and it cuts to black, and then it pops back up, and you like, you end up shooting in between them, and she's like... Uh, no, um, no, he, 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 you shot the robot. Oh, I thought he sh- he didn't do either one. That was the whole no, joke. How, no, he, th- no, it's not he, a, just a binary sh- choice. No, he shot the robot. That's what the stuff was on her face. The uh, other lady. That's why she was freaking out. Cause she's just the other NPC was this robot NPC and this other one, this lady. They were fighting, and then the lady's like, "You have to." This third lady's like, "You have to make a choice right now." And you hear a gunshot, and then the robot's gone, and the lady's looking at the ground. Her hands are on her head, and she's like freaking out. There's like robot blood on her face, <laughs> and the third lady's like. You know, you didn't have to shoot any of them, but that's okay, I guess. Just keep being you. And I'm so excited for this game. <laughs> yes. This, man, I, 2019 I, uh, is going to be real good, and this is going to be a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to Obsidian, man. I'm excited. Yes, and that was the Outer Worlds. I don't know if we actually said the name. I don't I don't think we did. Is that, and no. Is, did they, is it Window 2019 or just 2019? It I think just said just 2019. 2019. Yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. I think this game's been in development for a long time. Well, I don't need but anything this else in game, February. This game has charm. This game has style. And it just needs to play well. And I'm going to have a good time. Yep. I'm excited. Uh, following that up, we saw... Everybody thought at first we thought it might be Fortnite. But it wasn't. It was Dauntless. And there were more details about this, actually. So, Dauntless, the Monster Hunter-esque game... That's on PC right now. It's coming to consoles in the Epic Store in April 2019. But here's something crazy, Ross. Mm. What if I told you it had full crossplay compatibility? Whoa. With everything. Whoa. Every platform, including PlayStation. Oh, Confirmed. engage. Let's go. All your purchases, all your content, all your saves, fully functional on every single platform. You can play with anybody, anywhere, anytime. And it's also coming to Switch, I think, later in 2019. Nice. If I remember correctly. And yeah. mobile. And mobile, wow. Yeah. So, huh. all of that cross-play. That's where the money is now, cross-play. Everyone is here. Everyone is here. Everybody's <laughs> trying to be Smash. Yep. We'll get to that. We're coming up on it. Oh. Um. So, this was the game that might have messed with us the most. Mm. Hello Games had a little bite-sized game called The Last Campfire, which looked a hell of a lot like Journey. Uh, with a little more chibi art style, but looked so Journey that I was I was getting flashbacks. Like an almost copyright infringing amount of Journey. It was a startling amount of Journey. Yeah, yeah, like we, down to like the world architecture and stuff. Down to the point where we were already trying to rationalize its existence as a <laughs> prequel to Journey. But but it's uh, at the beginning of the trailer. They also do specify it's a Hello Games short, whatever that means. That's what it was, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't I, I don't know what that game is. You're you're a journey man riding in a boat <laughs> and exploring like ruins that look like the ruins from Journey. <laughs> But you're wearing like a red cloak, like in Journey, and there's Almost weird, identical. like, like Doctor Beak people, like in Journey, and nothing is explained, like in Journey. <laughs> and I don't think they had arms, like in Journey. Yeah, it was super weird. Oh my uh, God, it's Journey. Yeah. It has to be. 
more more on that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PUBG's winter map is available now on the test server. So if you are still a fan or are interested in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and you pick up the game on PC, you get free access to the test server where you can play the winter map right now. It is a six by six map. To explain that, that is kilometers. So the first map they made was an eight by eight. It was massive. It adds, it creates this tension. It's incredible. The game, you know, it really depends on your skill and your ability and, you know, how you want to play it. But, like, when it works, there is nothing, nothing else like it. When PUBG works, it is incredible. Heart-racingly intense. It's amazing. Um, they made a smaller map that's more like the Fortnite size, which is a 4x4. Four four. Uh, so, you know, a little quicker to the action. You know, you're going to hear all the gunshots from everywhere. Um... But it still, you know, plays out like PUBG. This one's going to be a 6x6. So bigger than, like, that 4x4. Bigger than a Fortnite map. But not quite as daunting as the 8x8 juggernauts that are uh, the, the, you know, the, the woodsy area and uh, the desert in PUBG. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when we drop 100 people in a Winter Wonderland. I'm yeah. excited. I said from the beginning they should make a winter map and it'd be real cool. Apparently, foots, footprints will be an element of the Ooh, map. Interesting. So they did say, like, you know, footprints are a big thing. So you're going to be able to see where people have been and where they're going. Oh, that's cool. So that has both, you know, I'm going to hunt you down or are they setting a trap for me? Hmm. <laughs> the possibilities, man. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Uh, Studio Wildcard, the developers of Ark, Survival Evolved. I think this was the game that they said it had like 40,000 players, Ross. Uh, Atlas, was that? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I remember the, the 40,000 figure for sure. Yeah, they're making an open world survival MMO. It's coming next week, I believe, to early access. And it is going to support up to 40,000 players per server. That's a lot. It's no mag, but you know. It's going to be a cluster. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just going to be... At some point, all those players are going to try and gather up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to break it. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. And, and How well will that game run, Chris? Uh, about as well as this segue. Uh, speaking of... I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Um, Perfect. Yeah. It'll run real bad. Okay. Yeah. It, it could. I couldn't keep waiting for Ashen. So it's out now on the Epic Game Store. And allegedly, I actually haven't checked yet. Uh, on Xbox, on Game Pass, which is very exciting. Uh, Ashen was my game of E3 2016. And it's like a Dark Souls meets Journey type game where you kind of like randomly meet people and can team up. Uh, you can, you know, be friends with them and send them back to your base as an NPC and they can help you there. Uh, it looked really cool. And, and I'm very I've excited been, to play it. And I've been hearing some very good things about it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it was part of a big kind of Epic Games uh, store showcase. And there was a weird thing. There was montage going, you know. And Ashen actually, like, was a thing that they teased at the end. And they were like, yo, Ashen is out right now. And that was cool. There was this thing 
For oh, the yeah. second time tonight. <laughs> where something popped up on the screen and I was like, that's Journey. 2018's the new 2013. But this time I was right. <laughs> Annapurna, my new favorite publisher, is bringing Journey to the PC. I don't know when it's out, but I can't wait. And it's coming to the Epic Games launcher. It's coming to the Epic Games store. I don't know how they did it, but damn it, am I glad they did. I'm going to own Journey on PC. I can't freaking wait. Oh my, you should have. I think Chris started crying. I might have. It was close. entirely possible. Yeah, yeah. And then, after Bioware, they had shown this, they had shown Anthem... And, you know, Casey Hudson's up there and, you know, Jeff Keighley's like, hey, guy, you know, do you have anything else down the pipe? He's like, we got some surprises coming up later, you know, so keep that in just, you know, down the line. We're going to have some stuff. Anthem right now. More stuff later. Couple minutes later, we get this trailer that pops up and it's definitely looks to be a teaser for Dragon Age 4. <laughs> yep. Where the dread, the wolf, dread sleeps. wolf rises. Or rises, and yeah. That definitely looked like Solus, uh, who is a character in Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, they found the dread wolf, it seems like, and he was like, ah, so you finally found me. I imagine you have many questions. Mm. And there was nothing else really there, not even a title, but the hashtag, the dread wolf rises. It is, it is definitely Dragon Age. I am... So excited. Dragon Age Inquisition is one of my favorite games. I loved that game. I I am so excited for more Dragon Age. I am ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I am more excited for Dragon Age than I ever will be for Anthem. And I'm going to play Anthem a lot, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Getting back to um Annapurna, we had the Pathless which was a, uh, coming to PS4 in the Epic Games Store. That looks um, super cool. Giant Squid. Okay, good. You remember it. Go. Uh, yeah, so um, you play as uh, like this woman in a cloak like running through the forest with a bow and arrow, and it just the art style looks awesome, and um, it's it, there wasn't a whole lot there, but or a whole lot shown, but I'm very excited for it. It looked like my kind of game. Perfect. That's a ringing endorsement right there. Just put that on the box. It looked like mm. my kind of game. Halfgen.com. Halfgen.com. There it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Survived By is a new game that released at the Game Awards now on uh, Steam Early Access. It's from Human Head Studios, published by Digital Extremes, uh, developers of Warframe. Uh, it is a multiplayer roguelike. And when your character dies, they are survived by their descendant. And then they go back into the dungeon uh, it's a, it's really that it's a multiplayer roguelike. So your character dies, you get a new character and then, you know, there's a town, you can buy gear, you go into the dungeon, you do your dungeony things with other people, you die, you do it again. Um, yep. What, what is all is carried over between deaths? We're not sure. Uh, we're not sure, but it definitely has that like family legacy esque thing like rogue legacy did. Yeah. So that sounds like, uh, it might be worth checking out. Uh, Stranger Things 3, the video game from Netflix and Bonus XP, uh, has been announced before a release date for season three of Stranger Things 3. So, yeah, it good work. Looked, it looked, uh, like a, it looked like a game set in the era of the show, which I believe yeah, is it was the a 16, 80s. Yeah, it was a 16-bit, 
uh, style. It looked mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I, I had, that show is on my to watch list. I still have not watched any of it. Yeah, I need to do the same. Yeah. Um, now this next portion, this might not have been the best trailer of the night, but this was by far the. I'm gonna go out and say it, Ross. You might not necessarily agree. I think this was the best way of showing this particular trailer. Um, like this was the best surprise in terms of how they did it. Okay. Uh, Mortal. Before I get into it, Ed Boon was on the stage to present the winner of best sports slash um, driving racing. game. Yeah. Best, yes, racing. So he's out there to present the award. Everything cuts black. The screen lights up. Mortal Kombat 11 is playing on the screen. Mm. And it was just perfect how they did that. Uh, you know, Ed Boon had no indication. Like, he at no point did he act like he had a surprise up his sleeve. He was just there to present. And I was like, if you're going to do Mortal Kombat, now is the time. And he's getting ready to, like, go over the winner. And it just kind of cuts him off. And it was good. And then he comes back. He's like, yeah, that was the wrong trailer. I'm here for something else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it was it was good. It, you know, he handled it well. He, I, I imagine, obviously, he knew it was happening, but that was good. I liked that. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 is coming April 23rd. We later had confirmation that it's coming day and date to Switch. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, Switch is getting some real love. Everybody yep. was saying Switch doesn't have enough games. Well, Switch is getting all the games, so shut your mouth. Yep, and if anyone's tackling that port, I hope it's Panic Button. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it looks gory as ever. Yep. So that should be good. Yep, and just to just to clarify, it was all a CG trailer. There was no gameplay shown. Yeah. Um Russ. Psychonauts 2 go. Psychonauts 2, new trailer. Um that looks like more Psychonauts, which I'm very excited for. The game looked really gorgeous actually. It, it did look really sharp. Yeah, yeah. But you see Raz teaming up with the rest of the uh, the counselors from man, I don't even remember the camp name anymore. But um, yeah, it looks good. Um, There's still put that that fig link at the end if you want to keep slack backing it. I'm guessing. But was there a release date on that? It's not just slack backing. You're investing. You're investing. You're slack You're investing. investing. Slack vesting. Slack vesting. In, in slacking. Yes, the Pokemon. Mm, what does that evolve like, into? No, slacking is the final evolution of oh, that line. Oh, slacking? Yeah, the king. Okay. Yeah, he okay. has an ability called truant, which makes him not act every other turn because he's sleeping. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love that guy. You developed that way further than I thought you would. Oh, yeah, no. He was on my He was on my team. <laughs> it was. He might have slept every other turn, but man, did he pack a punch when he was awake. All right. What, what were you saying before that? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Okay, uh, so next, uh, you know, Fortnite came out. They were like, hey, Season 7, it started today. We added snow in a new section of the map, and it looks cool if you, you like Fortnite. I, I I like watching Fortnite more than I like playing it, but that's okay. Uh, that's a me thing. Nothing wrong with people who like Fortnite. Um, they recently announced that they were adding, um, I don't... The block. No, no, the... I, I have that, but I don't oh. remember the, the like custom mode that they have, like the community mode thing that they have. Uh, this is a lot of things that I probably should have looked up beforehand, but I'm just going by the notes I had that night. Forgive me. Um, so you can make like original content. So like you can make crazy stuff now. You get like your own little island. You can go in. You can make stuff in Fortnite. It's really cool. And 
to highlight some of the top community-created items, uh, Fortnite has replaced Risky Reels with The Block, which is just this giant slab where they are going to put community-created things into the Battle Royale map. Super cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, dropping there could be different on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I don't know how they plan to change it or what they're going to do, but it sounds like the community is going to be able to decide on the best stuff, and that stuff will end up in the Battle Royale map. So now people can make stuff to enhance Battle Royale, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, and just another way Epic is like constantly evolving that game, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's something else man like yep. the, the, what what they're doing with that game is kind of something else yep. um finally uh in terms of uh you know release dates things like that rage 2 got a may 14th release date and looks a hell of a lot like borderlands mm-hmm. to the point where i wonder if we still need borderlands <laughs> it's it's good it's been long enough to where you done it, I goofed, feel like they've, Randy. they've missed the window you messed up. Yeah. You went and didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rage 2 looks like what Borderlands 3 would be. <laughs> yeah. So Looks real good. Yeah, it does look pretty good. It looks real good. It's a single-player yeah. game, but like, it looks real good. If Borderlands mm-hmm. was a single-player game, this is what it would look like. Yep. It had the flashing neon. It had crazy weapons and powers and stuff. And uh, I hope it's good. I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then, you know, as we were wrapping up the show, you know, there was the, the, the Russo brothers just got off the stage and everybody was like, no Avengers 4, damn. Um, but we did get... <laughs> Although that trailer did just drop. <laughs> I did, it did. It was pretty good. I liked it. Endgame. Uh, yes. I mean, Doctor Strange said it. We're in the endgame now. It's true. It's true. Oh, man, that movie's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the screen dims. Once again... The Russos are gone. Everybody thinks now, this is like a segment later. Everybody thinks Avengers is about to play. Mid Keeley. Yeah, it interrupts Jeff Keeley and screen starts getting staticky and it's like, oh my God, something crazy is about to happen. And it did. It was not anything anyone was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> On flashes the screen, the the calling card of... The Phantom Thieves from Persona 5. The music starts playing. They're all talking. Like, he went by himself? What's he doing out there? Uh, well, you know, the Phantom Thieves, we steal we steal people's hearts and... Jokers and Smash. <laughs> yep. And the calling card <laughs> flies through the air. Joker grabs Turns it. Turns to an envelope. And then he says, we're going for the... Or, um, Morgana's like, we're going for the biggest score there is. And and the envelope boom. flips, and it's the Smash icon. It's a wax seal of the Smash symbol. Oh. And the characters are all like, what? He's going to be in Smash? <laughs> Joker is the first confirmed DLC character from the past. Oh, my for God. Joker from Persona 5 is coming to Smash. 
And the whole time, Ross and I are sitting there, and I'm like, it's a DLC. And Ross is like, what else can they do? And I was like, I don't it, care. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like, they're bringing maybe Persona 5 on Switch. They're porting it? Awesome. Which would have been the only better way to end that is you have uh, pers- you know Joker from Persona 5 coming to Smash. Also, Persona 5 coming to Switch 2019. Uh, yeah. In, in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <laughs> Fighting for that still. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that was... Arguably the most, you know, random, exciting announcement of the show. Yeah, Every, <laughs> everyone freaked out. <laughs> and afterward, what almost made it even better was how freaking smug Reggie looked. Yeah, He just looked so proud of himself. Reggie um, always that, finds a way to just kind of... He does. <laughs> just kind of um, get us. But yeah, that was super exciting. And the fact that Persona 5 is a PlayStation 4 exclusive game... The fact that they got that as their first DLC character makes me very excited. About, I mean, it, it could be literally anyone now. I know. Re- remember when they got Cloud though? It's been crazy since Wii U. Yeah, they got Cloud, Cloud in Smash. Yeah. Well, Bayonetta yeah. made more sense because they were publishing it at that point. But they uh, got I know, Cloud but... in Smash, the synonymously yeah. PlayStation icon. Yeah, you know, and like that—that that was the biggest coup at that point. You knew nothing was off limits. Yeah, and so I'm very excited. For Goku and Ellen DeGeneres to come in the game as DLC characters. Oh my later God! On. Um, no, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is in yeah. there too. I'm uh, very Joel, Joel McHale. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Oh man, I no lie, I thought about Hideo Kojima as a downloadable character oh, for that man. game. I thought about be, it. That would be kind of incredible. Where snakes, snakes just like, yo, yo, I got a call they, from HQ. What if they put Reggie in the game? Oh my. Oh my god, what if Reggie's in the game? (laughs) I would pay so much money for that. I just want to know what his final smash is. My body is ready. Yep, that's it. (laughs) It's just my body is ready. He goes into punch-out mode and just starts knocking fools out. Oh, man. I'm I'm here to kick ass and take names. (laughs) Suffice it to say, that was my most surprising moment of the night and um smash is awesome by the way just throwing that out there man so what a night yeah it was like a three-hour show the show itself like having having time to sit on it here like my my take as of like yesterday having the full 24 hours to kind of sit on it last year's show 2017 Felt too much like a press event and not enough about the awards. Mm-hmm. And I think this year finally struck that perfect balance of we want to make these awards feel legitimate and feel as important as we believe they are. And they did that. They had the Academy Awards speeches. They had the please wrap it up on the teleprompter. Um, they had the moment like when Sonic Fox won the award and yeah. you know uh, uh <laughs> not gonna quote him. it was great though <laughs> uh he he had a really charming couple moments on stage but um this felt like a legitimate award ceremony but they also had the things that make the video game industry exciting because nobody else has an award show where they're like you fuckers ready for more stuff Check out yeah. what's coming next year. 
World premiere. World, world premiere. premiere. World premiere. World premiere. They had all three executives: Sean Layden, oh, Bill Spencer, and Reggie. Man, Reggie Fizame, right? That's how you say yep, it. That yeah, is correct. Reggie Fizame. All three of them on the stage talking about how great video games are. Yep, that's how they led the show. That's how much. they opened the show. Yep. And it was great. And that, and then all three of them are right in the front row. You know? Warmed my, like, warmed my heart. Like, that was that was a unity that, that video games hasn't seen ever. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. that was just an all-around excellent show. Just mm. beginning to end. There was yeah. no, like... Yes, say what you will about the music performances and stuff. I, I'm, that's not my thing. But, like, that was a complete show. That was really good. I was very yeah. impressed. That that yeah. was the that was the definitive Game Awards experience. If every year it can be like that, this show is destined for great things. Just yeah. like, uh, just like uh, Joseph Farris said. Yeah, congrats to Jeff Keighley. Um, the show is, has gotten better every single year. Um, and I'm looking forward to what he brings to the table next year as well. Um, but it was a great show. A lot oh, of good I'm, announcements. I'm looking forward to the awards next year because that next year is oh, shaping man. up to be just a freaking juggernaut. Yep. 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 <clears throat> it's going to uh, be incredible. Yeah. Oh man. So we got through all that. That was yep. some of the biggest news of the week, but mm-hmm. We have a couple of other things to talk about that I pulled over the course of the week. Uh, some of these things. So let's talk about one thing that wasn't at the show that everybody was expecting to be there. Mm, yes. Uh, Games Radar had a rumor that Metroid Prime Trilogy for Nintendo Switch would be at the Game Awards and, pardon me, would release early next year. I was obviously excited because they did that last year with Bayonetta 1 and 2. And they hit February. They were excellent versions of that. The definitive versions of those games. Uh, you could say, well, maybe not Bayonetta 1. But for 2, the definitive version of that game. Uh, it, it, it makes perfect sense at this point. Because we're a generation away now. The last Metroid Prime game was on the Wii. Yeah. When they released the trilogy there. And... What better opportunity to prepare players for Metroid Prime 4 potentially coming next year than to be like, yo, check this out. Trilogy, right here for you. Three of the be- you know, three of the top rated games of all time. All in one cart. Mm-hmm. That would have been pretty incredible. Um We didn't get that though. Nope. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not disappointed. Because I'm incredibly disappointed. Uh, yeah, 2009 is when the trilogy actually came out on the Wii. So we're almost 10 years later. Yeah. So I hope this is still a thing that's happening and it just didn't happen last night. I think it is. It I think it's still be. a thing that's it happening. It has to be. Yeah. Metroid, Samus deserves it. Mm-hmm. She deserves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we saw no Metroid at all. No Metroid Prime 4 either that, at the show. So you got to imagine probably beginning of the next year they'll probably have a Nintendo Direct. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and you you drop it like you did Dark Souls. Yep, just starting off 2019. Hey, how about the Metro Prime trilogy on Switch? Hey, how about you go buy a goddamn Switch? <laughs> yeah, the the, the uh, what well, is going to be interesting if they do 
uh, the, the trilogy is how they kind of redo some of Metroid Prime 3, which came out exclusively on the Wii and was entirely motion control based. I mean, yeah, so I wonder if they have for HD Rumble. Oh, HD Rumble. Um, you know, they could do but, that for HD Rumble. It yeah. would probably work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, if, if that were to come out, especially if you could run them at 60 frames, oh my god. Um, it, that would be amazing. Oh, and just get get a, get the touch-up, just HD, and just maybe redo some of the textures. Oof. Yeah, that could be a damn good Just do what they did a, to Crash. That could be a damn good-looking game. Yeah. Still a good-looking game. GameCube. Yeah. Doesn't get enough credit. Doesn't. Uh, I'm going to hop around a little here, so this isn't going to... Are you playing Smash right now? No. No? I thought I heard buttons. Oh, no. No. Um, we're going to hop around in no particular order, just kind of as I see them. Ross, you remember that Bennett Foddy game, getting over it with Bennett Foddy, that mountain game that everybody raged at? I do, yes. There's an Easter egg in Just Cause 4 that recreates that in Just Cause 4. That's The perspective, he gets in the pot, he uses like a, you know, an axe to climb up a thing. It's, it's, it looked kind of great. That sounds great, man. Just Cause is such a goofy game and I'm glad it is. Yeah. Um, in other weird things that are happening in games, uh, there was, this is a spoiler, by the way, uh, for Destiny 2's Black Armory. Hmm. There is a new Guardian coming, eventually. A full cutscene leaked, featuring, uh, a ghost, uh, who, what was his name? Hold on. I, I, I gotta, you have to hear the ghost's name. It, it's half the fun. Half the fun. Yes. No, it, this ghost. Pulled the ghost pork. had a name. Pulled, Pulled pork, pork is the name of this ghost. Okay. And it has been, it, it's it's in the lore on the Ishtar Collective. It has been searching for a guardian for ages. This dude happens upon the Dreaming City. Finds a covered body. Likes what he sees. Revives Aldrin Sov. Hmm. Who will have no memory of what he did, because Guardians don't usually remember the past. Also, technically, would be the next Hunter Vanguard because he killed Cade, and that's Cade's will, is the Hunter who kills him would be the next Vanguard Hunter. That's... So he might join Zavala and Ikora's fire team. Ikora might murder someone. The tower might murder someone several <laughs> times because he can just keep coming back now. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I can just see this going in crazy, awesome directions because, like, this is such a hated character who could potentially end up on the tower now and be a guy who issues quests. Yep, and... I mean, no one's going to kill Pulled Pork because that's just too good of a name. Yeah. So that is an interesting wrinkle to that story. See yeah. See how that goes. You'll have to keep me updated. I mean, for, for the record, he wasn't entirely of his own mind when he killed Cade. He owned it, but he was under the influence of Riven, the, the Ahamkara. Yes. No, well, that was the eye of the thing, but yes, I, I he know. was under the influence of the Wish Dragon, Riven, uh, who is the boss of the last Wish Raid, 
uh, which I finally finished uh, nice. last week. Really good. Really nice. good. High quality raid. Um, yeah, so there, there are things happening in Destiny. I'm very excited. I'm and that is that friend. that is a thing that I did not see coming at any point. Uh, here's another thing I didn't see coming. NVIDIA getting more expensive graphics cards. Oh. Already. Like, uh, already? Didn't they just announce the ray tracing ones? Yeah. Well, they got more now. Oh. Ross, what if okay. I told you you could get a Titan RTX graphics card for yeah. $2,500? I would tell you, no thanks. I'm good. It is positioned, according to this Gizmodo article, as the follow-up to the last generation Titan V. It's the new fastest ever PC GPU using the company's new Turing architecture, 576 tensor cores, and 24 gigs of GDDR6 RAM. That's a lot. I don't think there's a game on the market that can use that. The original so, crisis, probably. Definitely that one. It So, it compared to the 2080 Ti, which is the current top-of-the-line $1,200 RTX entry, it has slightly more CUDA cores. Those are the actual things that do the graphical processing. Uh, 4,608 compared to 4,352. It has more tensor cores, 576 compared to 544. And RT cores, which are the ray tracing cores, 72 versus 68. That itself isn't the big thing. So where they're kind of positioning this is NVIDIA has a series of workstation graphics cards, their Quadro series, uh, which the RTX 6000 Quadro costs about $6,300. It's just ridiculous. And the RTX Titan has similar specs and a third and it's like about a third of the price yes it's about like four uh 40 so yeah and 24 gigs of memory so the rtx 2080 i think has eight gigs or 12 gigs i don't actually know the exact specs on that one but we're looking at at least double the memory as much as triple uh in that regard which you know, for like 4K gaming, things like that, that, you know, do, that can heavily tap into, you know, GPU VRAM. If you want to max out those settings, the more VRAM, the better. So, yeah. if you want the definitive consumer graphics experience, $2,500 is your price point. Oh, Have man. Fun. Graphics cards, man, we start talking about those, my eyes start glazing over. Yeah. Hey, Ross. Ugh. Yeah. What if I told you that Bethesda, infamous for their okay. nylon bags, mm, now replacing now now replacing those bags, okay? Ah, we know that. Yeah. We established that last see, week, I believe. It's, see, they recover. They're great guys. They're great guys. It's great guys and gals over there. I th they they made they made it right. So what if I told you that it turns out Bethesda did make canvas bags for Fallout seventy six, but where, but they weren't in the they weren't in the boxes. And they gave them to influencers. Oh no! For probably free. Oh. 
Oh, man. Not great. This is That's from, not great. This is from a Eurogamer article. Uh, this is a quote from... Well, th this isn't a quote of Bethesda, but this is from their article. Uh, however, it's now come to light that Bethesda has made canvas bags after all, just not for the Power Armor Collector's Edition. Uh, YouTuber Heels vs. Babyface, uh, and apparently Game Rant noticed, uh, or noticed a goodie bag unboxing videos by content creators and influencers on YouTube include a Fallout 76 canvas duffel bag swag that was given away at a Fallout 76 event in October. They are not the same bags in the original Power Armor Edition marketing materials. Uh, they're, they are, which is correct. But they still made different canvas bags and gave them away for free to influencers. Mm. Who then went on to unbox these and show the world. I have a canvas bag, you don't. That's, that's not great. Um, Ross, what if I told you that wasn't the lowest Bethesda would go this week? Oh, that might, you know, I thought that was the end of it. There's more. <laughs> Unlike Fallout 76, this is an ever-evolving story. Hey. <laughs> so, what if I told you that... Oh, no, I guess I didn't say. Okay, so, no, that wasn't last week. Uh, let me just clarify. They are sending out replacement bags... For, they are sending canvas bags to Power Armor Edition owners. They had to su uh, submit a ticket with like proof of purchase and stuff to Bethesda support website. They put in a ticket and they'll get a bag, I think, early next year. I don't think we talked about that last week because I have it in this week's news. Uh, okay. But that is a great segue into what happened next because Bethesda support leaked customer information by apparently... <laughs> When you submit a ticket, it opened you to the entire ticket network so you could see other people's tickets. What? So this is a Ow. user, Jesse Pie. Uh, this is a quote from... I am receiving every single one... This was someone on Twitter. I am receiving every single one of your support tickets on my Bethesda account. Mostly, it's your receipts for your power armor set requesting a new bag. These receipts contain all your info, your email, your home address, the card you used to buy this extremely glitched game. Another Reddit user... Uh, excuse me, Twitter user. Uh, I went on the support website today to update a ticket of mine. Uh, no, I'm sorry. These are both Reddit. Excuse me. There's a tweet, though, after. Uh, I went on the support website today to pick a tick, uh, to update a ticket of mine, and surprisingly, or not, I ended up being able to see all sorts of tickets with people putting their personal information in them, like receipts, screenshots, names, addresses, and so on. The tweet is an actual picture of this individual having access to the tickets. So you can see Power Armor Edition bag replacement request form, request form. I linked the wrong Xbox account to my Bethesda account. Uh, things like that. And you can see updates. They could go in and look at all these tickets. Including not 76. One of these is for Fallout 4. <laughs> oh, man. When you thought that Bethesda only made glitchy games. In response, Bethesda community manager simply says in a forum thread, Hi, guys. We've resolved this issue. <laughs> 
I was really hoping they were going to try to blame the and customer. And <laughs> Luke Plunkett on Kotaku uh, had a great finale to this. I can't believe this game, and now its support, is such a mess that I've had to write three stories about a plastic bag. Yep. That is... Man, Bethesda's just... Oof. Damn, it feels oh. good, I guess. Um, what a... What a story, man. That was that saga was fascinating. It's not over till it's over. Yeah, that's true, because Fallout 76 is still bad. Yeah, and that's not getting any better, it seems. You know, they just recently re- released a new patch for that, and without telling people, they decreased, like, the, the charge time, like, the amount of charge you can have on a power cell for power armor. So, like, people's power armors were just dying faster and didn't know why until they figured it out. <laughs> I heard it got even more tedious. Oh, yeah. You made it much yeah. worse. Um, nice. Yeah. The right direction for the game. So, the final piece of news here. Valve is changing how they pay out compensation for their games. Yeah. Interesting. What, what, how, how did it work before? 30% flat. Okay. That's why uh, was- Epic released it on their own launcher instead of going to Steam. Because they didn't want to pay 30% of DLC sales to Steam. But Valve Valve is changing that. So, still 30% for the first $10 million in sales a game maker uh, or publisher earns. For all sales between $10 million and $50 million, the split goes to 25%. For every sale after the initial $50 million, Steam gets just 20%. So hmm. this is obviously to lure those big AAA titles back to Steam that they're losing. Right, right. That has been the impetus for all of these launchers. It's a smart move. I yeah. I don't no, know absolutely. that that'll be enough. They might have to actually shave a couple points off of those, honestly. They might want to go down to like 25, 2015. Because yeah. you're still looking at these people. They're like, well, why would I take a 20% cut when I can just take all of it? Or, you right. know, why would I take, why would I give them 20% when I can keep 100% of my own launcher? Yeah, and when this store is such a mess. <laughs> well, apparently they also have an update for that coming soon, too. Oh. Um, now, indie developers are coming out, and they don't really like Valve's new revenue sharing policy. Because... Yeah. Their games don't sell always 50 million units, so they're going to probably be paying the the 30% most of the time or the 25%, and they're like, why not me? Yeah, so it's like no change for them. Right, for the most part, and that's not not like... Now, I'm not trying to take the side of big business here or anything, but you're already paying 30% to be on Steam, and... You know, I it, it's I don't want to make it an argument of let's just sell more games, you know, but like you paid the thirty percent before, they're changing it to draw in the games that make them the most money. I get that, but like, is there really a lot to be up in arms about if nothing's really changing for you? It's like yeah, it'd be nice to get a discount if you're an indie dev, but like. You went to Steam. You went to Steam because you knew that's how you get your game out there. Like, that's... Mm. 
the price of doing business. It's like accepting credit cards at a store. You know, I hate when I go to a store and we don't accept credit cards or we charge extra if you use your credit card or minimum purchase. That's a cost of doing business. And I, yeah. and in that regard, before anybody questions me on that, I've, I've worked on the side too. I know how much they pay for those transactions. It's a cost of doing business, you know, 20 to 40 cents here, whatever. That's a cost of doing business in the modern age. And like, there aren't a lot of alternatives right now for indie devs. So like, until something else comes up that's better, that forces Valve to change this, it's not going to change. Because, you know, Val- Valve is doing you as much of a favor, I get. That's a... I see, I see I don't want to say... Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to make this sound like anti-indie dev, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that's business as usual. Yeah, yeah. I guess the, the argument is they're the ones who would need those cuts way more than the big AAA studios. Yeah. Because I, they don't have as nearly as much revenue coming in. That's valid. So every little bit helps. That's valid. I understand that. And I'm not, yeah. again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to skew this in a like, oh, you know, boo, boo, down with indie devs are greedy. Um, but like, Valve needs the AAA games to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. In a world where all these games are going to their own launchers, Steam needs to stay relevant. I need Steam to stay relevant because I don't want all these damn launchers. <laughs> Too late. I'm tired yeah. of it. Yeah. It's just going to keep happening. Yeah. But. um, Yeah. It's. Uh... Hmm. You good? Yeah. No, I'm just. I'm just. I don't really have a good... Oh, and uh, I guess one of... Oh, two other pieces of news real quick, actually. These are more recent that I didn't actually add to this list. Uh, remember that they were... That uh, uh, Epic was rebooting Unreal Tournament? Uh, Vaguely? Good, good, good. They're not anymore. Okay, good. No longer actively in development. Sweet. Okay, well, that's that's done. You remember Counter-Strike Go? You remember CSGO? Very popular game. Yes, I do. It's now free to play. Oh, nice. No, not, no, not, not nice. nice. Bad. Uh, hackers. Oh. Because it used to be people get back banned, make a new account, buy a new copy of the game. Valve makes money, bans them again, no big deal. Now it's free to play. That's why would they, what? It, also, they added they, a Battle Royale mode. Yeah, yeah. Eight, I, 18 players, Counter-Strike map, you go, you pick up gear, oh, whatever. Yeah. It sounds actually yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, I added I think Battle it's Royale Dangerous? after my freaking bathroom I think it's yesterday. Called, yes, it's called... Whatever. It's called... Da- <laughs> Jesus. Everyone and their mother. It's called Danger Zone. sick of it. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Okay, Kenny Loggins. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Got that copyrighted. So anybody um, who owned the game previously now becomes a... Achieves a prime status, which drops you into a special matchmaking pool and makes you eligible for... Prime exclusive souvenir items, item drops, and weapon cases. So you keep all the hackers together? (laughs) So, yeah. So Prime keeps all those people separate. So the people who are already playing the game can be on their own matchmaking, and hackers will still have to pay $15 to play with you. Uh, Which, you know, they probably won't because they might be less likely to get banned against non-hackers or other hackers. 
unless you hack harder and then they will report you. Oh, man. Whoa, I am tired today. Um, if you're new to the game playing a free-to-play, you can pay the $15 to attain the Prime status at any point. So is this is this like a like a Fortnite season thing? Is it for a set amount of time? Then you have to fork out another fifteen dollars. Oh, permanent. Okay. So effectively, it's like buying the game again. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So gotcha. no, it's permanent. So like, I I own CS:GO, so I am a Prime member. I have Amazon mm. Prime, CS:GO Prime. I'm gonna go play Destiny. I'm gonna go kill Vex Prime. I don't know. Right. Um. Optimus Prime. You know all the primes. They're all, we're Good. everyone is here. Good. Everyone is here. Optimus Prime confirmed DLC character. Oh my god! <laughs> they said Ridley's size was a problem. They fixed that. They could do that for Optimus Prime. And Megatron. You have to have both. One shall Dude, stand, just, one shall fall. You just pull a Wario and turn in, and instead of jumping on a motorcycle, you just turn into the car. and just You tease Waluigi and, and then it's like actually Megatron. That would be pretty good. <laughs> be pretty good. Oh man. Hey, it could happen, man. Yeah. Any other news? Oh, um, GOG's community manager was apparently fired for the all the offensive tweets coming out of that account. Oh, sweet. Remember how they kept having to take down uh, tweets because they were being offensive? No, actually. Yeah, they put... So, like, um... They had, uh... It's... I don't remember the context of all of them. Uh... But there was one where they had a clip from like postal two uh where he's pissing on a gravestone that says game journalism and uh gog oh, says a, a game that wears its heart on its sleeve a sleeve that's rarely safe for work uh and this weird. was around a time this was around a time where there was like a big like gamergate thing going on oh yeah well that's i mean seems like the right move to maybe part ways. And then there's the don't like the, there was the hashtag won't be erased movement. Oh. And they tweeted classical PC games hashtag won't be erased on our watch. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, there was one where somebody said, I want more guys. And they like cyberpunk and they were like, did you just assume their gender? And this was kind of towards the heat of, you know, that, so they're just trending in the worst way for a big okay, company. Well, that's that's some more. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So he's now let go. That's good. Okay. That's that's a that's a story. Yeah. Looking back, a lot of these stories, other than the Fallout seventy six debacle, still being hilarious. Yeah. So these stories are kind of almost sad in a way. Oh. Like not always sad today. in the same way but you know yeah yeah well it's <sighs> i'm in 2019 man there's gonna be too many video games yep i'm excited february is gonna be rough ross do you know when we're doing game of the year yet no i don't it's we have to figure that out we you <laughs> it's it's gonna probably have to be over the course of several nights um, yes. instead of one long continuous day so um, because yeah up until this weekend like tomorrow would probably be the time um, 
because originally I was going to be in town next weekend, but now I'm not. And then I'm not going to be in town the rest of the year. So, Oh, God. So it needs to be either tomorrow or over the course of a few days, probably this next week or a few nights. Uh, we could try to do tomorrow. If you can round the people up, let me know. I if will. Not, we I can... will speak to some individuals. See if I can get our okay. panel of judges together. See if I can yep. build a panel of judges. Yep. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Let me know. All right. But uh, we'll wrap up this podcast. I got to get it edited and uh, up. The less late, the better. Yep. Anything else you want to add before we go? Um. No. It's. I'm currently excuse me currently playing smash nonstop, um because that just came out yesterday as of this recording so i've unlocked i think 64 65 characters Jesus. out of the 70 or whatever so liking the game a lot um and also still plugging along at a uh, pokemon let's go eevee or po- pikachu excuse me um so yeah that's kind of what i'm playing right now but hopefully we'll get some stuff up on those soon yeah all right, so game of the year, uh, hopefully going to be recorded soon, and uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. See you later. I'm watching anime. <laughs> <laughs>